In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's that final time when we get to discuss the 53-man roster and the 16-man practice squad. I'm here with Jack Duffin and Ian Wright. Jack, how are you? I'm good. Loving life. Big love to my, uh, my man, Andrew Berry. He's on fire. Ian, you're looking a bit more confused. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm just sitting here trying to take a look at the roster, figuring out how all these pieces are going together. I think by my counts, we got about 39 or 40 of them right. So kind of on par what we thought last week. We can't have been that good. Um, but I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who took part in the Paul Brown podcast, Fancy Football Draft. It was very confusing for me. I had to pick two quarterbacks, four tight ends. There was about 20 players I had to pick. So, uh, and no kickers. Jack, how do you think we all did? It was good. I love it. So uh, Superflex League. Um, four flex spots as well on top of that. No kickers, no D. We don't mess around. Um, so, no, defence don't matter. Kickers don't matter. Running backs actually matter in this thing. So, uh, it was great fun. Um, loving it. He didn't mean that, Austin Seibert. I still love you. Ian, how do you think you did, mate? You're not rating too well on the uh, prediction. Listen, every time there's a prediction, I'm at the bottom. I finish at the top. You can't get two better quarterbacks than what I have. So, Paul's got the running backs. I've got the quarterbacks. I've got your first week, Ian. It's, it's going straight on. There's uh, no holds barred. Much Ian like the versus Browns. Jack, first week. Much like the Browns, you're going to start 0-1. Excellent. Well, look, guys, I've got a draft in 20 minutes. If I get stuck with any picks, I'm going to let you know live in the podcast. But let's go on with the first bit of breaking news from the Browns. 53-man roster. Cody Parker's on the practice squad. How do you feel about that, Jack? Uh, before that, we've actually got breaking news. Got breaking news. Exactly the time we started going live, a story broke. Off the upright, we're going to change topics. <laughs> Love that. So um, what happened is the Browns were actually really, really close to signing Jay Davion Clowney. Not to be on the roster, to sign him and then flip him. So what they were going to do is they were going to sign him and then pay $5 million $5 million of his signing bonus and then send him straight to um, the Whoa. Saints for a second round pick. So they're going to just buy a second round pick effectively because say Clowney signs a 15 um, million deal, they pay five of it, send him there with um, 10 million left for the Saints to pay and we take 5 million dead cap. That'd been a phenomenal deal. Gives us, it'd been a late second round pick. So let's say 55 to 62 um, next year, but it's a great position to be in. And unfortunately, the NFL quashed it, so they didn't want it to go through. But uh, Andrew Berry, you're a smart, sexy man. Long may it continue. Mine's I was the, Brock, the Osweiler dealer deal. It would be doing so much better than the Brock deal. So, uh, no, really, really good move. I think that has Paul DePodesta's name written on it as well. That sounds like a DePodesta move. So I'm sure Barry and Depot are in the office trying to crank out numbers to say, how can we use some of our cap space to get us a second round pick? 
kind of a, I'd be, I'd be curious why the NFL didn't allow that to go through. Because they're boring. It's, the NFL is a no fun league. Well, guys, you squashed my Cody Parker practice squad breaking news. But let's get serious. Let's start talking about how the 53-man roster looks. Let's start with the offense. Two quarterbacks. Any surprises there? Any shocks? No, so it's two quarterbacks, and then they've got Garrett Gilbert onto the practice squad. So I think every team will have either three quarterbacks on the roster or two and one on the practice squad. Um, that's standard across every year. And then there's some quarterbacks like Blake Bortles that is going to literally hide in the chamber for the entire season. And if something goes wrong, he'll get a phone call. The only exception, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know how many of you guys have seen this at this point, but Josh McCown at 41 is the oldest quarterback on an NFL practice squad. He'll live in Texas. He'll make a paycheck a week. And if they ever need him, he'll fly in and play. What a legend. You can put players that old on a practice squad. Uh, they've lifted the rules. Um, I don't think it's here to stay. I think it's just for one year, but uh, they've completely lifted the age cap. Um, you can only have this four of them, six of them. Um, yeah, I think four. it's four. I think you protect six. You can have four really old guys. Um, so, no, exciting times. Running back room, no surprise. Well, okay, I won't say that actually. Chubb, Hunt, and uh, Dearness. We predicted it, showing back Hilliard going to the practice squad. I was surprised how many they've kept on the practice squad because you've got Hilliard, you've got Benny LeMay, and you've got um, other guy, what's his name? Um, Johnny Stanton. So that, that is a lot um, of backs in there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're not sure, um, I would say, the answer between Dionis Johnson, Hilliard, and potentially Benny LeMay. Um, so you might see some change through the season. Yeah, I think the big thing we noticed, Jack, is if you look at the Browns practice squad, there's not one guy from another team. If you look right now, all 14 guys were in camp. So we, we knew they liked LeMay. We knew Dontrell Hilliard has a value if, say, a Kadero Hodge or one of those guys goes down. So realistically, they extended the roster. They didn't want to start shipping guys all over the country with the restrictions. So they keep 14 of their own guys and claim two guys of the 53. And they might grab some people from other side. Expect churn. There's one thing you're always going to see. We've mentioned it before from this roster. They are going to look. If they think there's a guy that is 3% better than what they've got, however small that might seem, they're going to make that move and test it out. They're constantly going to be adding. You're going to see, not just on the roster, on the practice squad, they're constantly going to turn over. There'll be a little bit of uncertainty just at the start of the season because of COVID. You don't want to risk someone coming in. Um, and they all the extra time to clear that. Whereas, obviously, these guys can just throw them on there. They're, they're protected within the environment. They're in the area. Makes it really, really easy. So, um, there might be some changes one, two weeks down the line. But, yeah, it makes sense to keep it quite – keep it in the family and in the house early on. Wide receiver room. Obviously, Beckham, uh, Landry, People Jones, Natson, both on the roster – and then we've got Higgins and Hodge. Any surprises there? Six. The fact that there's six, I think, is a bit of a surprise. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, but no, it was interesting to note. And uh, I wonder how long it'll last. On the, on the practice squad, T. Taylor. And I think that's... Jamarcus it. Bradley. Sorry? And Jamarcus Bradley. 
But oh, Tyron Taylor is a uh, a big surprise for me. I, I would not have predicted him going on there. So uh, it'd be interesting to see why they want him on there. And I think after getting rid of Ratley, they don't have really the speed guy. Now, remember, Taiwan Taylor and every other year cannot go to the practice squad. So he's not really normally practice squad eligible. But, you know, you basically have all your receivers 6-2 and under. You know, they got rid of Ratley. So they needed a guy that's going to offer a little bit of speed. I'm sure they like him. Taylor does have potential. I mean, he was a third-round pick. You know, we traded at least a, a draft pick for him. So keep him around. You know, there's really no loss there. Tight end room. Hooper, Bryant, Njuku still there, and Carlson, but no P. Brown. Explain this to me, Jack. So he was on the roster to start with. Then they've waived him because part of the two additions that we'll speak about later on the defensive line. Um, so he'll go through waivers. I reckon there's a great chance that he's actually going to come back and they'll, as long as no one else claims him, which I, it wouldn't surprise me if someone else claims him because... There is quite a lot of weakness if a team wants to keep four tight ends that he probably gets onto a roster somewhere. Um, but if he is not claimed, he's going for me straight onto the uh, practice squad. It will just be interesting to see who they get rid of to replace him. But interesting would... to know if Freddie Kitchens was a fan of him and takes him with the Giants. It's possible. Are the Giants really listening to Freddie Kitchens' opinion? Oh, Jack. Freddie Kitchen is friend of the show. There's the, little, uh, there's the little caveat where all the guys had to be claimed by noon, but then they can put Mac and if anyone else on IR, so they possibly will be freeing up a roster spot in about 15 minutes. So. Um, i trying to think anyone else I've missed. Really on the offensive side of the ball, Jack, were you shocked they only kept four offensive tackles? Uh, no, so I'd, I'd, I'd usually keep four offensive tackles and then five on the interior. Um, I still think they're just playing with the interior until JC Treader's back. So uh, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they still do some other stuff. Um, Alex Taylor was waived injured. So that was a surprise. Um, I don't know if they kept his injury quiet until the last minute of the hope, but no one touches him due to that. Um, they obviously didn't love him because if they absolutely loved him, they're sticking him straight onto IR or any day of the week waived injured with an injury settlement and then uh, they can see what they do on the back end. Yeah. The, um, the, the thing I noticed about the O-line room is Evan Brown can play guard and center and Chris Hubbard can play tackle and guard. So you really have kind of two guys at each position and then you have the extra tackle in Kendall Lamb and then you have the swing Hubbard and swing Brown. So just being really clear, a Taylor is not on the roster. Correct. He was released with an injury designation. I'm going to be back in one second. The dog is calling. He, he needs to go to the toilet if you don't do it. Outside, he'll do it in here. So, uh, yep, dog comes first. I'll be back in a second, lads. No worries. It's even it's better. Podcast. I am going to do a draft in 15 minutes. So, we're going to fly through this. Anything else you want to talk about the O line, Ian, or that's that all cool? Yeah, no, the guy they brought in from Minnesota, Brady Aiello, he makes it through to the practice squad. He is currently the only tackle on the practice squad. They do have a guard in Michael Dunn on there, um, who they know can also play uh, center as well. 
So you do kind of have a flex guy there as well. But on the six, on the 14 man roster right now, the only two you have currently, I should say 14 man practice squad, you only have two offensive linemen, which is unique. Do you, can you imagine um, E Brown maybe getting waived for an extra spot somewhere else? Once they're, I think, confident that J.C. Treader is going to be 100% in playing, I definitely think there may be a, a movement there with Evan Brown, 100%. Well, let's go straight over to the defense. Let's start with the D-line. Yeah, n- nothing really um, crazy there except for Ogajobi, Richardson, Vernon, Garrett. That's your starting D-line all day long. No Chad Thomas. No Chad Thomas on the practice squad, not being picked up by anyone. A 2018 third-round pick, he's just gone. Listen, we got to have a moment of silence for Chad Thomas. Chad, we barely knew you. Chad Thomas is playing his music in the background. There you go. The the unique part about that is, is obviously when the initial roster was out, we had eight. Then we brought in Vincent Taylor, the, the 6'3 defensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. He's going to take Ellie Anku's spot, who I'm thinking they're going to push to the practice squad. But they also brought in a fifth defensive end, Joe Johnson. So they added a fifth defensive end. They kept at four defensive tackles. So they have nine across the line. And then on the practice squad, they don't have anybody – defensive uh, line right now on the practice squad. So, like I said, I think they're probably going to try to get Elianku through to the practice squad. He was the guy we picked up from Jacksonville a couple years ago. But other than that, nine guys across the D-line, that's, that's pretty much on par. They can move some of those guys outside and in, but for the most part, we pretty much had this defensive line locked down a couple days ago. How, how excited about you? How excited are you, Jack, about these two new signings? Um, I, I think they're just churning the bottom of the roster. I'm not particularly excited about either. The addition on the D-line I was really excited about is Curtis Weaver, who won't see anything from this year. But I, I think he's got – he's basically, for me, he's going to be like an extra third-round pick next year. Um, and I think that's a phenomenal addition. So um, we, we'll see at camp next year. I think you've got Port Augustine, you've got him. Um, you've obviously got Claiborne and you've got Garrett. You draft some guy in the second round, that gives you a really nice five. So, um, yeah, I I think we might have a really, really strong defensive line again next year. Um, But, yeah, there's going to be a a one or second round draft pick um, because Vernon's not staying. Augustine's a really great success story, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good pickup by uh, Dorsey. Obviously, there was off-field stuff, so um, had a suspension in college, I believe. Um, so yeah, he's a talent. You brought him in. Everything's been positive so far, and uh, looking forward to him ripping it up. We're not asking him to do much. Fourth defensive end, um, but that's still like essentially thirty-three percent of snaps. So uh, he's got to come in and work hard. But yeah, really happy with the addition. Great. Let's go to linebacker room next. We've got D Ward. Oh, sorry. That's Denzel Ward. He's a cornerback. Uh, can you edit that a bit? No, I'm joking. Um, I'm, I get confused with the... Um... <sighs> so you got Mac Wilson. You got Sione Takitaki. You've got Malcolm Smith, Phillips, Goodson, and Davis. Those are your six linebackers. Have we signed my boy yet at Denver? No, we have not. He is... Un- but now, here's the funny question, right? So we were talking about that. 
the gap between waiver and sign, could it be that in nine minutes when Mac Wilson goes on short-term IR, now you have an open roster spot, you could sign Todd Davis. So that's very much an option. And one of the reasons you get Anku and Brown to the practice squad, now Mac goes to short-term, you bring in Todd Davis, and then in three weeks you could possibly – because right now, as, as of right now, I haven't seen him sign with anybody, and we know he has familiarity with – um, Joe Woods. So right now you've got the six linebackers. Two of those guys are really going to be special teams guys, Jacob Phillips and Tay Davis. And then on the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken, we only have Montrell Meander, correct? Who is the safety slash linebacker? Yeah, that's correct on the practice squad. Yeah, the one thing um, I think if they do bring in Todd Davis, I think you've got a really, really good five there later in the season. So you've got Goodson and Todd Davis. That um, Goodson, obviously, everything's been positive out of camp. Todd Davis has played well when he's played in the league. And then if you've got three young players in Tacky Tacky, Mac Wilson and um, Phillips, then you've got upside there. So I think from where we started earlier in the preseason, that's a really, really nice room of five. And then, yeah, if, if you want to keep a sixth, it's just whoever's best on special teams. Um, but you don't need to. Um, you might keep them as, as a skill position special teamers or cornerback special teamers instead. But you do get quite a few linebackers playing special teams. All right, let's go to the uh, cornerback room. Alumbu's obviously the, uh, the big news here because... Um, He's not popped up. Uh, he might be waiting and try and get onto another team. Obviously, AJ Green has made it to the practice squad. So, Paul's darling of the off-season has got to be, surely. The most expensive he, ever UDFA. Him and Benton are the two hanging in there for me. Yeah, they, um, as we first heard from our guy Solomon Ajayi, Elijah Benton's a player. So, it was nice that they kept... So, he was one of the two safeties because they kept Javante Moffitt who had a pretty strong camp as well. Didn't really have a shot at making the roster, but having Moffitt and uh, Elijah Benton on the practice squad, sounds like Mike Prefer uh, likes them. Yeah, so obviously cornerbacks, Ward. Um, who else we got in there? Greedy. Kevin Johnson, MJ Stewart, Terrence Mitchell. Tom, Tom Your Hare boy, Tom. Jack, T. Thomas. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, any surprises there at all, guys? I think it's just Lumbu really was the surprise. Um, there's lots of hype around him, but it is we when we discussed off the show and Paul and um, Ian said he might just be trying to get onto a 53-man roster because there's a lot more money and opportunity there. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me that if uh, he does come back later down the line, um, because everything was really positive. My only thing I'm surprised with we've got two injured players out of the six, and we've only got R. Jackson on the uh, practice squad. Yeah, on the practice squad, yeah, you, you do have Robert Jackson, who's kind of like the understudy to Javier Thomas. Um, you know, just a good special teams guy, so I'm sure he's going to push the other guys to be better, which is obviously good. But, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see a Lumba. And, you know, as we talked about, he hasn't been put on anyone's practice squad either, and he was taking first-team reps. So there may be – there's something that's not – you know, one plus one isn't equaling two there. Generally, if a guy's taking first-team's reps – they would offer him something contract-wise, and it just hasn't come about. So, well, We've got some news coming from a guy, Jerrion Powers, um, tweeting, 
Kareem Hunt about to sign an extension with the Browns. That could officially be the nail in the coffin for uh, Nick Chubb in Cleveland. Oh, stop. Stop. Don't if, believe if they, the Browns fans. If they pay him three, four years, well, you saw it perfectly. It did happen in the Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon pushing for the extension. Uh, another guy came along. They could get him a lot cheaper, signed a cheaper extension, and then Melvin Gordon was out. So uh, that is a really interesting to, want, to watch. I don't know when the uh, info will come out, but keep an eye. And Jack, cap space is getting less next year, yeah? Yeah, so cap space is going to be massively down. Uh, it's down at 175, where teams would have probably be planning for 210, 215. So um, it's a big reduction. Mm. All right, swiftly moving on to the safety room. Ian, what's your thoughts on the safety room? I think adding in Rodney Harrison really helps that room. Given our last show, we kind of said there was really only three starting caliber safeties on the roster after Delpit went down, Sandejo, Redwine, and Joseph. And I still think Redwine has some upside, but he just – I don't know if he's ready right now. You know, you're talking about a later round pick, um, you know, from last year's draft that was like come in, develop, learn a little bit more. So I like bringing in Harrison, third season out of Alabama – you know, he has obviously some chemistry with Mac Wilson. He was on those two national championship teams with uh, Alabama. So this is a guy that has winning culture. He's a smart guy. Nick Saban really, really, really liked him, ran most of the secondary defense through him. So if Jacksonville's going to have a fire sale, I love that the Browns gave up a fifth-round pick, I think it was, and we don't even know if it was the extra fifth that they got for Corbett. So now you have four legitimate safeties, I like it. You got two guys developing underneath them. I, I think the safety room really did a nice job solidifying itself with good players. Jack, who do you see the start in free safety and strong safety? Um, well, I, th- I think strong safety, you might see the pair, Sindehu and um, Cole Joseph start. So um, the start in at free, I, I think as long as he's quick enough to get in there, Rodney Harrison might be the guy. Yeah, I could see them realistically going back to your three safety now, Jack, and maybe having Sandejo kind of be that free safety roam. It's possible because uh, Ronnie Harrison's played more as a strong safety role with Jacksonville, but you know he's only he's six three. He's a bigger guy, so he can play a little bit of that center field. But it'll be interesting. I think you realistically could see some of those dime packages with that three safety look that you love, Jack. It's definitely on the table. No, it's, it's going to be interesting to know. Um, the, the fact is, you, you've got a couple of free safeties out there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You're going to see a lot of big names not get signed now until after week one because of their contract being guaranteed if they're on the roster week one of the season. So, Old Thomas probably won't be with the team until after week one. Expect him as soon as that Tuesday hits to sign a deal. Um, it pro- probably might already be hard, semi-agreed. So um, it's one just to keep an eye on, uh, that they'll add more people. I wouldn't mind a multi-year deal with no guarantees for an old Thomas or a cheap one-year deal for either Prince Mukamara, a cornerback, or a ha-ha Clinton Dix at safety. I think both would uh, offer us something in terms of depth. Ian, any players out there that you think the Browns should go after now? You know, it'll be curious to see. I, I do like the addition of Todd Davis, if that's uh, a possibility. But the market's going to settle right now. Teams are going to bring these practice squad guys. I'm sure there's a few guys that know, don't go, you know, buying property or renting apartments just yet. 
we do have a few days. I'd be curious as it kind of shakes out over the Labor Day weekend um, where it ends up. But I think we could see another one or two spots move as some of these veterans start signing. So I'm not, I'm not ready to put the stamp in yet for week one, but I definitely think we're, we're getting very close. All right, guys. Anything else you want to discuss? I've got a draft to jump on in a second. I think that's it. I think there's a lot of um, promise and stuff just to expect loads of moves. Um, the roster is not anywhere across the season going to stay solid. Um, we're just going to keep churning. Uh, but there's a lot of young talent. That is the really, really exciting thing about the Browns. And it's going to get even better next year when they've got nine picks left at the minute. They're just going to keep, keep adding. So uh, really, really, really excited. All right, guys. Let's finish up by saying go Browns. Ian, I've got one last question. Prediction. What are you going with right now, Browns, for next season? Nine and seven. Very good. Jack, we'll have the classic uh, prediction show with Dan Davis and ourselves, as we do every year. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, I might actually be a bit nearer and a little less fan-driven uh, when I do it this year. Ooh. All right, guys. Go Browns. Thanks for listening. And it's only seven more days until the Browns get the first W. Go Browns. Go Berry. Go Berry.